Wait, Gary Oldman is vamp is uh Dracula. Is vamp. <laughs> they call him vamp in this because they couldn't get the rights. Vamp the Dracula? Yeah, he's Vamp the Dracula. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot. This is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they were any good. My name's DJ. And I'm Damon. I uh, maybe mumbled through most of that, but you guys got the gist. We we watch movies. You know, tell you, you what we think. Of it. Won't someone listen to the white men talk somewhere <laughs> on a podcast? So even if That's... they're not even talking that well. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about Bram Stoker's Coppola's. Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Both of them. Um, Both of them. It was, uh, it was like, uh, you know, when like a rap song has a featured artist in there. Right. He's got, it's he's Bram Stoker's a- F-E-A-T dot <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola. And we're, we're dropping that uh, mixtape today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost Halloween. How do you feel about that? We're approaching. Uh, I don't care. Uh, don't I don't care. care for Halloween. I'm don't the one, care for Halloween. I'm the one gay guy who that that skipped. I think it skips a generation of gay. Never worn a skinny cat costume in your life. No, I. The whole thing just seems exhausting, and gay Halloween is even more exhausting because it's just like, Halloween. It's just you know I'm wearing silver underpants and angel wings. I'm an angel. Look at me. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, great. You found an excuse to wear your underwear at a gay bar. You've really hacked to the code now. So no, no interest in the scantily dressed men. I just, I think in my twenties, I really tried and it just seemed like a lot of like, uh, like rushing around to Goodwills to find the components of my costume, <laughs> never being able to find like the exact components I wanted and then spending all of Halloween explaining that I was Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> I remember like we when cause we lived together in our late twenties and uh here but that is true and i accompanied you to not to my i don't remember going to any halloween any gay halloween parties i don't we went to some friend halloween parties but um uh we did we did we did try you gave the old college try to like go to the clubs and stuff and me and halloween we tried we tried to get along we gave it the good old go I, you know, here's the, the thing. Good uh, old go. The good old go. Oh. Just a phrase that is a phrase for sure. Um, uh, few people know I am a native English speaker. <laughs> Lauren really loves Halloween and I, I like it very much, but I think, I think I like the concept more than the practice. You know what I mean? I like the idea of candy, but every time I have candy, I'm like, I mean, I can just buy this whenever I want now. I'm old. Right. You know? The idea of, you know, going door to door for candy seems ludicrous. Well, yeah. Now, you know, this year we've got, you know, I, I think most of the going around to strangers' homes, getting in their face with your <laughs> little kid breath and spreading disease from door to door is probably not going to happen to the degree that it normally Well, anyway, does. kids weren't doing it anyway. Like, no one goes yeah. to fucking door to door. I buy a bowl full of candy and me and Tyler eat it. Yeah. 
Because I've, no one comes door to door because they go to those fucking because churches convinced uh, everyone that their kids are going to be raped if they go yes. to anyone's houses yeah. that they haven't met six times over. And so uh, now I sound like my grandpa, but and so now they go to those fucking trunk or treats that no one actually yeah. really likes. Who wants to eat? Oh, so you won't eat candy from a stranger's house that they keep in a bowl, but you will eat it out of a trunk of a car like a fucking <laughs> feral cat. Get the fuck out of here. Like you're buying stolen speakers from someone. <laughs> Is this the the attitude we want to teach children? <laughs> now the things you want are going to be in the trunks of people's cars. No, usually no. parked at a church. No, little Timmy. If it's stolen, it's called hot. <laughs> um. So this this movie, I. I don't think I've ever actually seen Dracula. I have seen whatever the one with Nez- Leslie Nielsen, Nezlie Nielsen. Now I don't confuse them except for Good. the fact that I haven't seen the one makes me only think of the one that I have seen. So do you, the, do you, this one is famous for having the crazy hair, right? This one the, has the butt hair. That's absolutely correct. I will be curious when we finish watching this, uh, if you prefer Tom Waits performance as Renfield or Peter McNichols performance as Renfield. Uh, Peter McNichol is a friend of the show, just like Darla from Silence of the Lambs. He was in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, is he uh, Dr. Dr. Wang and why are you okay? <laughs> yes. He okay. was also in Sophie's Choice, rarely brought up in my conversations. <laughs> well, you want to you want to go for the hits, you know, not the, <laughs> not the dregs of their career. So wait, so he is, Peter McNichols is in, is in the Leslie He's Nielsen He's in the one? Leslie Nielsen version. What is that one called again? Dracula, colon, dead and loving it. I mean, that's a good title. Loving it. That's really funny. I mean, I love Mel Brooks. I raised myself as on Mel Brooks. I didn't raise myself as Mel Brooks. Um, (laughs) What a weird (laughs) thing to say. (laughs) Either way, either preposition. Either way, way, weird choice. Um, (laughs) I love him, but Dracula Dead and Loving It is a bridge too far for me. Where I'm like, come on. This is I don't remember. It's because it's a late. It's a, a later Mel Brooks one, right? Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, late later for popular Mel Brooks movies, right? Because it was like mid nineties, maybe. Yeah. Or would it come out right after this? It actually did it not come out right after this. It yeah, came out I remember, like five years after. I remember it being like, uh, like a weirdly after because like Robin Hood and Tights came out pretty close to. It's okay. It came out in nineteen ninety five. Dracula Dead and loving it. Um, but. So you've never seen this all the way through, you don't think? No, I don't think I've seen it at all. Is it scary? Let me ask you that. Uh, no, because I've watched it many times, and I don't okay. care for scary. Good. Now, we're trying to see, uh, listener, we're trying to get in the spirit of Halloween. Without we're actually to putting ourselves celebrate. in any danger. But we don't like scary movies. So we've, <laughs> we've now watched Silence of the Lambs, which had uh, tense moments. but Moderate thrills, I would call yeah. them. And this movie, which I, I don't know what it is, but I'm being assured by my possibly more cowardly friend damon that mm-hmm. it is uh gonna be okay so i mean you have might you get read moderate the... thrills you might get moderate chills <gasps> but what i don't about... think you'll ever truly be scared there might be well, some I... jumps but nothing scary scary okay well i have a license to ill <laughs> <laughs> no they don't hand those out anymore okay i went to the dmv and they asked me to leave <laughs> <laughs> do you so have you read the book? Have you read Bram I have read, Stoker's I have actual... read Bram Stoker's Dracula. And this is actually, well, um, uh, so this came out in the wave of when Anne Rice told us uh, that 
vampires aren't something to be feared. They're something really sexy and probably moderately queer. Um, so okay. I think this was riding that wave. So this one is very uh, sexual. The, there's a much more sexual aspect to the vampire. Although I think vampires are always a little bit sexual, but I was going to say really plays yeah. it up as like a romance between Winona writers, Mina and Gary Oldman's Dracula, which is, um, she's tempted by Dracula, but I, she doesn't go full tilt into, uh, uh, dead and loving it <laughs> territory. Like she does in this one, but otherwise it is, I mean, the events in this movie are very close to the events in the original book in the book i've never read the book i did read frankenstein but that's not the same book (laughs) (laughs) interesting to note that is an important point um but this also started a trend because there was uh kenneth Branagh made um mary shelley's frankenstein after this really Um, i don't even remember that that it was not that was not as successful a movie did they have Um, to call it bram stoker's dracula like, why did they call no, it? No, I think that was an attempt to sort of like add an, a layer of like authenticity to it. Okay, so we're doing it like his this isn't way. that this isn't the you know the Hammer Horror Dracula or the Universal Pictures Bela Lugosi Dracula. Right. Like this is the real shiz. We're doing um, it Bram's way. <laughs> which uh, Dracula, much like Sons of the Lambs, is not that great a book to begin with. So yeah, uh, it it's sort of is kind of a, a layup type situation where it's like, Oh yeah, we can nail this. What's interesting about this though, is you do have Francis Ford Coppola doing it and he sort of like goes all in on like early, like in camera, like early cinema in camera, like special effects. You'll probably notice there's a lot of like what you might see in early, um, cinema there's like some kind of weird puppetry work some forced perspective tricks some mm. iris use you know where it sort of does the looney tunes like Boo! uh it's interesting i kind of like it i got mildly obsessed with this movie um which is interesting because my brother was ann rice head so i think he got into this movie like at the time but then in college so this is going to date me um but when I was in college, the Kroger video store rental place uh, went out of business. So Kroger was selling all its uh, tapes and actually, yes, tapes um, willy nilly. And um, so I got Dracula out of curiosity, mostly because it was like a buck. So I did buy it. And that was pretty much the first time I watched it all the way through because yeah. I would have been too scared as a youth to watch <laughs> it with my brother. Um, but I really, I do kind of like it. It is, um, it's kind of interesting. It's a little ludicrous, but Dracula's also kind of ludicrous. Yes. I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, the best part of this though, is that you've got a cast of heavyweights. You've got Gary Oldman. You've got one on a writer. You've got Richard E. Grant. You have Tom Waits. You have Carrie Elways. Um, and of course, you have the best of them all, Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow. With an English accent. Oh, yeah. You love that. It's great. I Isn't was it? actually listening to a podcast where they were reviewing the new Bill and Ted. And uh, one of the sentences that was said that took me out of the moment, not because <laughs> they were necessarily wrong, but they were talking about, uh, you know, Keanu's performance in it. And they were like, Keanu is such a good actor. 
And I was like, if I was listening to this podcast 20 years ago, I would have thought I had lost my mind. <laughs> um, I think, though, in retrospect, I think that Keanu Reeves has finally found what he, like, his niche. Yeah. And I think when he was younger, uh, like, everyone wanted, like, he was a beautiful man, and they were like, let's yeah. put him in everything. And that wasn't a wise choice. <laughs> and I think when you watch a Bram Stoker's Dracula, you'll see why perhaps that wasn't a wise choice. Is it Anthony Hopkins in this? Anthony Hopkins is. He's Van Helsing. Uh, he is, like, last last week we talked about the restraint he brings to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Opposite. Forget that. <laughs> he is... <laughs> Forget all, everything we said. He might as well just be a ball from Pong. He is bouncing <laughs> off the walls, taking bites out whenever he gets a chance. It is an insane performance. You know, when I was on set with Tony, uh, we call him Tony... <laughs> Um, I had to tell him to just really ratchet it up for this one. One of my favorite things about, it's not really a story, but one of my favorite things about my brother is that he, um, when he found out that people, that Anthony Hopkins prefers to be called Tony, he <laughs> lost like a huge amount of respect for Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> just absolutely dropped. Please. Anthony is my grandson. <laughs> Call me Tony. Call me Tony. Wait, why is your grandson Anthony? I don't know. Because he realizes it sounds stupid. That'd be ridiculous. Um, My so we're going to watch any Tonys who might be listening. <laughs> or any great. Tonys that you want to reward us for our performance in Ooh, the musical point. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dead and not so into it. Um, <laughs> we're going to watch Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 1992 film. Uh, I think it's on Amazon. I don't know. Figure it out. It's the internet. You'll figure it out. Um, and uh, we'll be back why do we minutes. have to give the instructions? That's what I wonder every week. Why are you coming to us? Not to well, mention waiting through the intro just to find out where you can watch where, this. But where? Listen, I originally started doing that because I thought it would be helpful, but because it changes so often, it is no longer helpful because if you listen to this longer than a week after it comes out, <laughs> it no longer is likely to apply. So We should update every episode on a quarterly basis. <laughs> yeah. Here's what's leaving your inner child in the movie <laughs> this week. Um, watch along with us. We'll be right back. Got my notes here. They said Drac Attack at the top. Listen, let me tell you one thing that will not suck the life force from you, our podcast. So why don't you run on over to yourinnerchildsanidiot.com, become a patron of the show. Why don't you're saying you... it's not the only... You're not making the claim, the specious claim, that it's the only thing that won't suck the dry life force. From. It's you're, it's one of many things. Yeah, I mean, it's the one I'm talking about, though. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure, because, you know, some people are very litigious. So why don't you... don't want, you know... <laughs> no libel of... in the... Why don't you... Uh, Scurry on over, like weirdly, like a, a bat that climbs a wall. On over to patreon.com slash you're in a child's an idiot or you're in a child's an idiot.com. Become a patron of the show and uh, you get to support the show. That's that's probably your main concern. I mean, if you're listening to this, you love us, don't if you? If your main concern is about your life force being sucked away, this is not the website for you. I just, well, Listen, again, Call me overly cautious. I just want to be absolutely clear that this is that is not what this website is for. This is for supporting this podcast. You can get uh, drawings by Damon. You can get songs by me. You can get your name read in the credits. You can get a name you're in the written credits. Uh, we'll occasionally have a Patreon-only episode. Uh, we will, uh, I will release as soon as the the 
the episode is available, patrons get it. For um, example, oh yeah, for, so which for is, example, we did an episode on the Netflix series of uh, Babysitters Club. Yeah. And as soon as the, I'm saying also, in addition to the exclusive episodes, we'll oh, sure. put up our regular episodes a little bit early for patrons when they're done in time. Uh, oh, depends okay. on important caveat. If I'm the one editing it, it's usually 11:59 p.m. and I'm getting it goes up at midnight. So um, thank you for adding wanna, that again, the litigious crowd. I just want to be sure that I don't want to promise anything. Yeah, don't oversell. This is better to worst. undersell. What you want to do is you want people to like stop supporting the show in your commercials. That's what you that's want the them to goal. do is is feel uncomfortable and like they're putting you out for just having to describe <laughs> what the, the the member levels are. That's what I like about it. Uh, welcome, w- welcome to. Welcome to uh, Asshole Corner. This is the portion of our podcast where I don't know about something terrible and problematic that the lead actor or a, a big actor in the thing that we're watching uh, has done, has perpetrated. And I could say actor or actress, but let's be honest, it's actor. It's always actor. Uh, Damon, what do you have for us today? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I guess I'm your there's a dance section to this uh, that I don't know is appropriate, but uh, I was informed by a listener and patron um, that uh, Gary Oldman, uh, who's actually a middle-aged man, uh, mm. has been accused of domestic abuse, something I was not aware of. Cool. Um, is accused of a domestic abru- abuse, and then to as a little uh, problematic cherry on top, defended Mel Gibson's racist and anti-Semitic comments when he was arrested for drunk driving to the police. How did that even come up? Great. Like, how does that come up in conversation? Why are we talking in, uh, to Gary Oldman about Mel Gibson? I don't understand. Gary Oldman, uh, love your work in Order of the Phoenix, and I just gotta ask, uh, what are your thoughts on Mel Gibson? <laughs> what do you think about famous anti-Semite <laughs> Mel Gibson? <laughs> and well, Gary Oldman was like, thank you for asking, and pro. <laughs> I am 100% for him. Um. Gary Oldman's question was just that, you know, he was surprised that the, the, you know, that he was called out for that and that that police woman who uh, he didn't mention, but I will mention was called sugar tits by uh, the aforementioned Mm. Gibson, um, that she had never heard uh, racial slurs or uh, things about Jews starting all wars before. And uh, so I don't know why everyone's all up in arms. Um, So... So Gary he's, Oldman, ladies he's and gentlemen, accused by his by by an ex by, by a, an ex wife okay. um, of uh, of hitting her and choking her um, in front of their children. Oh geez, come on. So, uh, so we we don't need to like you know talk about it forever, but we do like to uh, we don't like to let people off the hook if we're uh, if we're gonna talk about this like you had to mention it and so and we didn't mention it in our uh original recording of the thing because i didn't we didn't know about it (laughs) no i'm not accusing you of anything i'm just stating why is it all compartmentalized here at the top and not throughout the conversation that we have about track listen uh, i'm gonna i think it's possible that our model of not 
doing anything except for using our memory for the first part of the show <laughs> maybe had some holes in it. <laughs> you know, the processes might need, uh, you know, I'm into eternal process improvement. Just always looking at the process and seeing where you can uh, increase efficiency and decrease, you know, having to go back and apologize to your listeners. Those are the two uh, foundations I'm looking at primarily. Tune in next week as we cover The Cosby Show, produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> What's the problem? I, I remember it being a funny show with great memories attached. And a special guest, Jeffrey Dahmer, which is nice. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, back from the dead to be on our show. It was the 80s. He was still on. You know what they would say uh, in the uh, in the business? That's a get. <laughs> if you can get someone who's been dead for a few years. That's a get. <laughs> All right, we are back. We watched Dr. Acula. This movie made me very uncomfortable. I know we got a recap and we're not getting into it yet, but I'm oh, just... No. Did the pandemic ruin my chance of having a second Nell type <laughs> moment where I could have watched you watch an uncomfortably sexual movie? I... Listen, I didn't squirm so much as play a video game on my phone while watching it because that was <laughs> my, my way. Favorite, those are my favorite uh, uh, <laughs> watching a movie with you where <laughs> you're just doing something else. <laughs> Look, I'll, uh, to be fair, sometimes I'm also taking notes, but mostly not. <laughs> uh, what video game were you playing? Why don't we just go? Um, out of the way? Okay, well. I've been playing a baseball game, which is not going to be exciting to you. But also, Great. also, Great. I've been, I've been, uh, uh, because I am approaching forty, and I feel like I have to. I am now kind of into the uh, New York Times uh, crossword puzzle app. Oh no, me and Tyler love the New York. We love doing it's the great. crossword every day now. Um, I was, um, but I've been doing that since uh, since I was a teenager. So again, yeah, you've brand been, for me. But you've been forty since ten. I think that's <laughs> established. Uh, fellow podcaster and a much more famous and accomplished person, John Hodgman, uh, was posting something. I think it was maybe on Twitter or something, and he was like, basically, it was like giving permission to look things up in a crossword puzzle, which surprisingly had never crossed my mind. I just thought at some point you had to just give up. Like, I don't know the answer to these. And so I just stopped and he's like, just look it up. You'll learn something new. And then next time, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll have one more thing. And I was like, Oh, I make rules for myself. I go through one pass by yes. myself. Yeah, um, you want to try to do it without looking up. And then if there's ones where I'm like, Fairly sure. Like the other day, uh, Carly Blank Jepsen was uh, an answer, and I couldn't Ray, remember obviously. how she spelled. Ray. I couldn't remember how she spelled it. C R J R A. Right. Get out I, of here. I hear you now, but you weren't you weren't there with me. I threw a wish in a well, you know. <laughs> but I looked that up. I gave myself permission. But now you're in my way because I felt. Now okay. No, I way. I know you're doing the song lyrics. I'm just trying to get through this anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> Rip jeans, your skin was showing, you know? <laughs> Where do you think you're going, babe? Uh, I'll stop there. Go ahead. So I gave myself permission. Before you came into my life, I missed you so bad. Uh, okay, I have to stop now. I'm, I'm, and then uh, I go through a third pass, and then the stuff that I, yeah, I'm 50% sure on, and then it's just a free-for-all after that. Yeah. Okay, do you want to... Okay, I actually want to take a crack at... at at recapping this because DJ, those are the words I've been dying to hear you say, because I'm going to, uh, some of it, I'm going to have to guess. Um, so 
<laughs> my tape was real scratchy, so I'm just <laughs> going to have to wing it. Well, okay, we'll get into it. But I've, I've already forgotten his actual name, not Dracula. But it, it is Dracula. Vlad, Vladimir, or Vlad the Impaler. Drac, Vlad, Vladimir Dracula. <laughs> Dracula, comma, Vlad is what his yeah. report card would read. Right. Um, he starts uh, buying up sections of London from his castle in Transylvania. Um, something with a solicitor or whatever, they have to send a representative to kind of like help him uh, deal with all this and l- learn how London real estate goes. And that's Keanu. Keanu gets sent there. And uh, he's, what is his name, Jonathan? Hawker. Hawker. Vampire uh, guy uh, captures him. Dracula. <laughs> His name yeah, is Dracula. Dracula. Why is this such a stumbling <laughs> block for you? Are you thrown off by the fact that there's another name in the title along with Dracula's name? <laughs> yeah. Is it Bram? Is Bram his name? Is Bram the, the vampire or is, is Dracula the stoker? Which one's which? I get confused all the time. I do want to talk Austin about this. Austin Stoker, but, though, right? But I am, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Like, I didn't ever put together that Dracula was his name. Like, I knew it was, like, how he was referred to, but it's such a, like... It's like werewolf, you know what I mean? But uh, the term is vampire, not not Dracula. But I, I confuse Dracula like I'm a fucking Dracula. You Even know? though we're really already doing an efficient taping of this, I just want to point out one of my favorite things that always <laughs> never ceases to make me laugh is when someone refers to, as a category of monster, Draculas and Frankensteins. <laughs> yeah. It never fails to make me laugh. It's great. Okay, so I'm in that category of idiots, is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> accepted, and and that's true. Um, so uh, I'm not really sure why, but Dracula uh, wants to uh, suck the life force out of Keanu, but he uh, lets his uh, sister wives uh, have Adam, and uh, Dracula fucks off to London, uh, starts causing all sorts of... Uh, shit to go down he uh encounters winona Ryder's character who is uh keanu's mina oh, yeah. who is right. keanu's betrothed but she's a dead ringer for uh vlad's uh wife lover back in wife, wife yeah back in the crusades whenever this was whenever uh his original life before we, we get a prologue that shows vlad taking it to the Turkish and then selling his soul to the devil because Mina dies something, something, something. So, um, I think you're doing great. <laughs> Listen, I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better ex- explaining this than Francis Ford Coppola. So I'm going to, I'm going to eat another cookie, but you go on, I'm going to go, go on mute so I can chew this cookie. <laughs> okay. Some hijinks ensue and, uh, we encounter, um, uh, Van Helsing professor, Jonathan Van Helsing. Jonathan? This is Jimmy. Jimmy Van Helsing. Abraham. And uh, he teams up with uh, all the people that want to marry Mina's friend Lucy and Keanu. And eventually they they take it to Dracula. I thought that was going to be more fun, but I, I got into it and then I just, I panicked because I actually... I had to. I didn't know what happened in this movie until I read about it on Wikipedia. Now you're going to say, DJ, is that because you were playing a video game? Now listen, it's not that was literally what I was going to say. It's not not because I was playing a video game, but it lost me before I picked up the game and started 
doing it. There was a lot of writhing. There mm-hmm. was a lot of gnashing Backwards. of teeth. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, one boob out uh, while writhing, of course. Um, <laughs> That's how the boob got out. There was some penis biting uh, yeah. by the sister wife Draculas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I made myself laugh there. Um, there was... The Keanu, penis is one of the best sources to withdraw blood in the original vampire myth. That's where they would get you. But is that they true? Had to sanitize it for the PC crowd. No, of no. course it's not true. That's lunacy. I mean, that's to get their penis out. The next is right there. <laughs> Although in Victorian times, it wasn't always there. You always sometimes had to work for just the neck. Uh, we got like a lot of things distracting. I mean, we got both Keanu and Winona attempting uh, accents, which is unfortunate. I'm gonna just up top. I want to. I want to complain about something and help. Maybe the floor you can is help yours me. by all means. I thought there were so many vampires in this movie, but it was mostly Dracula. You mean going like, in? You thought there were so many? No, no, vampires? no. No, from this movie, I thought because he takes like nine different forms in this, and <gasps> you don't always see him change. Like later you do, like you see him when they're after him, he changes into a pile of rats that all run away. Not like makes sense, but like before that, he's a a bat like creature, like a giant bat. He's a, uh, a werewolf. Um, yeah, he turns into a wolf. I did not realize that. Well, he's a wolf, but he's also a like man man wolf. wolf. Yeah. And a man bat. And then he's, when he first shows up, well, you know, there's the prologue where he's a man, but when he first shows up in this, in the, you know, quote unquote modern story, he's uh, got the butt hair. He's old and got the butt hair. And then you see later, that sort of makes sense because later he's, um, you know, he's gaining power as, as he, I don't know, gets closer to the London Bridge. I don't know why. Um, I think because he's sucky, he's starting to kill people and... Okay. Getting younger. I think that's how the book would put it. The movie is far less clear on why he said, yeah, it makes I, it seem like he can just become young at will, which makes you wonder why would you ever be old? But maybe right. old is like, like in a nice pair of jeans. This is true you form, know? you know, and sometimes you just like, you want to wear sweatpants. Uh, but when you're young, it's, it's that nice. Belt. You're very attractive, but you know, you've got the, you know, like tuxedo on. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, when you, yeah. When you get home, you know, you crack a couple you Milanos, the, you know, and you put your butt on the top button and you, yeah. And you put your, your butt hair on. Um, anyway, so that was very confusing to me. Uh, I understood later that they were all Dracula other than the, his concubine of, of vampires in his house, other than those fine women, it was all Dracula all the time. That we, took, we actually are, are, uh, running at a, a dearth of vampires in this. We really just have, uh, what five, the three, yeah. the three women, Lucy, Dracula, and I guess Mina kind of at the end. Yeah. When Lucy doesn't get much to do. I mean, oh, uh, as a vampire, you mean? Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like she gets a lot to do. Oh, as a, uh, yeah, yeah. Throughout. No, I mean, I sorry, I meant as a vampire once she's turned. Turned. Sorry, turned. So, can we talk about the uh, prologue real quick? Yes. I love this prologue. Uh, because this is a, a wholly invented, uh, I mean, it's not wholly invented. It's not part of the Dracula book. It is part of the Vlad the Impaler, like the, the historical figure that uh, Dracula is supposedly based on. Right. Um, so they sort of, in this movie, more than any other movie, they just they just flat out are like, it's the same guy. Fuck it. 
They even right. have like there's there's like a woodcut drawing that is based on the famous painting of Vlad the Impaler that is made to look like which is in a book where 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 Van Helsing is is looking up vampires. The book titled Vampire. Um and they also like they dress uh young Gary Oldman to look like Vlad the Impaler as well. Right. So I mean they're just like this is the same guy fuck it. We're, and they and you're right. They do refer to him as Vlad most of the time. He co- calls himself Prince Vlad. I think when he signs the the notarized uh documents, <laughs> a lot more legal issues in Dracula than you remember yeah. probably. Um <laughs> he signs it as Vlad uh, Draculia, which I think was actually Vlad the Impaler's like title. Draculia. Was like the the order of the Draculia or something okay. like that. Okay. All right. Um I love this prologue, though. It's so weird. It's yeah. a bit like a music video, which is probably actually a term I will continue to use throughout this movie. It feels yes. like a music video. Um, but he's got this like weird, he's got this weird armor that looks like uh, a, an Anubis, but also looks like a skinned dog because it's like all <laughs> red and looks like muscles. Um, it's like super Wizard of the Oz because uh, you have Winona Ryder playing his a wife in the 1400s yes. yeah. and you have uh anthony hopkins, hopkins playing like the the priest that also i guess just hangs out which i was like his house while he's off the war <laughs> which i also like because it, it makes it feel like a high school play because the characters <laughs> for some reason are playing multiple <laughs> right. parts you couldn't get just like some guy i understand like, the i understand having yeah. to have winona winona what, makes what sense is, yeah wouldn't he also see van helsing and being like Greg, what the fuck are you doing here? I thought you were the priest guy. Is this this is your life? Is that what this is? <laughs> now here's a voice, Dracula, that you may recognize. <laughs> he told you that your wife will be in hell because she killed herself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Father Kaminsky or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Kaminsky. Uh, but I always, whenever I think of this movie, I always think of this, this prologue part because First yeah. off, I love that death is just super negotiable. Right. Like, all you have to do is renounce God, and God's like, checks out. Yeah, what am I supposed you to are do? immortal now and are a vampire. You've made up. Yeah. I mean, he invented vampires on the spot. Dracula's yeah, he, like, you know what? I'm not going to die. I'm not going to heaven. I'm going to drink blood. And that's how I'm just going to hang out for all of eternity because my wife killed herself. Yeah, because they had point A, which was Vlad the Impaler comes back from war finds right. you know his 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 love has killed herself uh point she killed B, herself thinking he had died and right he was tricked right. by those evil evil muslims yeah that's which is a whole weird other tone thing. of this, yeah. this prologue yeah. as well uh, but yeah and then point b is he's a vampire with multiple powers and it they just kind of yada yada the in between like it was like we uh I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a fantasy uh, or you know the horror film. You don't have to give me the. Uh, I know that's not really happening, but like something, some reason, you need some sort of basis in like what is the what's the deal? Yeah, what's the mat? They could have had like that, you know, that priest do something. You know what I mean? That oh, made you mean this like happen? bestow his evil powers upon him? Yeah, or like why why did he just become it like? That's right, it does sort of just like wishy wash. Like it's interesting, and then it just seems to be like, and now you're a vampire. That's all you had to do. And if you stab across, blood comes out. You drink the blood, which is oddly viscous. Yeah, and you're cool, vampire. Done. It's standard vampire deal. Says yeah. God. All you got to do get, is get the documents, Greg. Just, just fill in Dracula's <laughs> name. 
Just drink the blood uh, from a marble statue. What's the problem? <laughs> uh, yeah, you and and Tyler, uh, my lover, had similar um, annoyances with this movie in that Tyler I, uh, was also very confused as to what Dracula's powers overall were. Yes. I think this movie is... Um, I, I don't say this as a defense, but it is very accurate to the book. And the book is just sort of like, wow, that Dracula is sure... A, a blasphemous of nature. He's just like a freak. And yeah. uh, I think that was probably scary in Victorian England, but uh, now it's just sort of, well, he can turn into this thing and that thing. Oh, and also this thing, he can turn into mist and vapor. He can turn into a pile of rats. He can control your mind. Um, he can speak to you across oceans, but he also needs to regain his power in the earth. Um, if he sucks your blood, uh, you die. But if you share his blood, he becomes a vampire or you become a vampire. And I just needed someone to lay out the standard yeah. vampire rules because I think this, I, think I need the standard, NES booklet for <laughs> Dracula. The standard idea of vampires is that they can turn into bats. And it is true. in like Bram Stoker's Dracula, he has a lot more powers in the actual book. And this movie wants to go back to that, but I still need a refresher course. If you're going to do that, I still, I'm also fuzzy on how someone becomes a vampire. I guess it's from drinking your blood. But right. when did, I don't know. It's, well, and, and to be fair, to, I needed to be fair, uh, Footnotes. Van Helsing does kind of say some of that later, but it's like well after a lot of this has happened. It's like four-fifths into the movie when Van Helsing is like, he needs to be here to gain power. And you're like, wait, what? Um, and it could have, and they did do some narration, so I don't understand why they didn't just maybe give give me a little bit more to go on. Right. You they know, do keep kind of sort of the uh, the epistolary element of the book where everything is written in letters to everyone else. Right. Um, so it would have been a prime opportunity for Van Helsing just to stand in front of the best-selling book, Vampire, and just <laughs> tell me how vampires work in this world, just so I can be clear. Oh, my. Yeah, that would have been great. You just, like, do a little book signing at the uh, at the borders, you know? In the the Romanian borders, one of my favorite things in this movie, uh, one of my favorite things about period movies came up in this movie, which is where a character um, calls something that's fairly mundane in our world. Um, they sort of make fun of it, and Lucy gets to do that when um, Mina is typing a letter, um, and she's like, "Are you going to spend all afternoon on that ridiculous machine?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, stop! I hate it. I always, it's like." Nails on a chalkboard. It always is infuriating to me. Um, I think the one I remember the most is when uh, it's not even Titanic. It's the seventies version of the Titanic story. And some guy's like trying to film something with like film. Like he's like making a moving picture and some guy walks by and is like, that'll never catch on. I'm like, stop it movie. Stop it. I see what you're doing. You think you're real fucking clever. Stop it. Um, we get uh, so Tom Waits plays as we as you mentioned in the prologue. You mentioned is it was it Renfield? Yes, he plays it? Renfield, um, America's favorite lunatic. Yeah, that was a confusing. Uh, are you a Tom Waits? I can't. Yes, you are a Tom Waits. Guy. Yes, I I love Tom Waits music. Um, I also love it when people make fun of him. I don't know what mm-hmm. that is. It's just like when people are like, he sounds like Cookie Master Monster. I'm like, yes, he does. He sure does. <laughs> um, uh, 
I have a friend who also is a Tom Waits fan, and he does not enjoy it when people make fun of Tom Waits. Uh, he does not enjoy it. And when people make the Cookie Monster j- joke, he's just like, it's just, it's just so fucking easy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like, it's funny. <laughs> I think even Tom Waits would think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't sing like Tom Waits sings, especially in his, you know, the second half of his career and not be ripe for ridicule. Tom having Waits, said, you know, having said that, Sesame like Street's him. been on for since 1969. He knows Cookie Monster exists. Yeah. He knows. He knew, he knew what he was getting into. He's the one that's gargled glass for three decades. <laughs> like he, he knew what was coming. Um, I love, I, I love Tom Waits music and he's, uh, he's usually a pretty fun actor. If not like, he never takes things where you're like, wow, he really uh, bit off a, you know, really interesting role. He always takes like quirky. Right. He know, doesn't have things. to do this. So it's usually like he pops yeah. up in, in weird roles like this. He's in that. Uh, uh, what's the one? Um, the imaginary mystery man. Mr. Parnassus. Or whatever. Oh yeah. He plays the devil or yeah. do they call him pitch or some, some yeah. weird like hipster version of catch <laughs> the catch. No, that's the guy from, uh, Old Crow Medicine Show. Um, Hank Ketchum. You think of Hank Ketchum, the <laughs> comic book artist for Dennis the Menace. Yes. Always. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tom Waits Brimfield. So he's in like the asylum where... And he was um, the previous solicitor before Keanu went out right, to, right, to, right. to Jonestown. Um, he was in, and came back insane, uh, yeah. which I enjoy. I also enjoy when Tom Waits shows up in things. And I think he was having fun with this role. But it makes me um, question, what is Dracula's plan here? Yeah. <laughs> you I, can't just yeah. have people coming. They're just trying to get documents signed. And you can't send them back completely insane without people catching wise to your scheme. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure what exactly, other than, you know, he wants to drink blood. So, like, I get that. That's how he gets Tom power. Tom Dracula. And, uh, Dracula. That's how yeah. he lives. And he promised at some point he promised Renfield eternal life mm-hmm. to become a vampire. And so he's sort of obsessed with that. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure like what happened, like that made him sent him home. And then I don't know. But then and the movie it, doesn't really explain any yeah. anything about it either, which I also enjoyed in a very like uh old timey movie way. Uh Keanu Reeves asks his his boss, why did Mr. Renfield what happened to Mr. Renfield while he was over there? And the boss literally like looks back and forth <laughs> and goes, Nothing, nothing. <laughs> I always appreciate just uh outright lying in movies. You don't see it enough, you know. You don't. You don't see uh, television faces, what my brother would call it, where <laughs> where people just can't hide their emotions on their face, but the people in the scene with them are just blind to it. Um, he can't be lying. He shifted his eyes back and forth. Yeah. So, but, but speaking of his of vamp, uh, <laughs> I can't. I cannot get the name Dracula. I'd call him vampire, and then I want to call. <laughs> The thing that he is, Dracula's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. But speaking of Dracula's plan, so he keeps Keanu, but doesn't he doesn't feed on Keanu. He lets his wives feed on him, who are also vampires, who are Dracula's. 
<laughs> uh, yes. Um, so I guess uh, when, when Keanu arrives, they get straight down to business. Yeah. Uh, they, they whip out the contracts. They're, they're uh, notarizing, they're signing. Vlad signs them all, you know, seals them, delivers them, presumably, uh, <laughs> as Stevie Wonder, Wonder prophesied. Uh, <laughs> and, and then he tells, uh, Jonathan that he needs to send out, uh, letters on his four fastest ships, um, to his friends and family and employers that he's going to be staying at uh, Casa de Dracul mm-hmm. for a month. To which I'm like, aren't you guys done? Yeah. Much? If I was Dracula, I'd be like, okay, ugh, get out of my house, you weirdo, you stranger. Let me get back to sucking on the blood of the Romanian peasantry. Um, but he wants Johnny to stay for, for a month. Yeah. And then um, acts like a total creepazoid around him. Yeah, and at this point, he doesn't know. I am eating up. I am eating up. Don't worry. I'm, like, here for the camp buffet. I'm like, Um, because it's absolutely deranged. This whole movie could end at the end of Dracula's Castle because that's all I want. I want butt hair. I want walls moving slowly in and out. I want rats on the ceiling. I want crazy orgies. I want perfume dripping up towards the ceiling the whole thing is deranged is um in a fantastic way uh but uh i don't know why jonathan harker has to stay for a month and then to uh gaslight all his friends and family and then the ladies just keep him they don't actually kill him they just drain right. his blood so that he is weak at least the movie describes it as they're draining his blood to keep him weak for um, reasons. For reasons. And I assume at this point, taking the, him to Poundstown right. during, in the Although meantime. Although, he's been bitten down there. And I, you know what? You want to be careful. You Once bitten, twice shy. That's what I always say. You want to let that scab over. Just, yeah. Just if I'm being honest. Um, but, like, what? Why? Like, I don't... And at this point, Dracula uh, doesn't know about Mina yet. No, he does know. He saw, when they're signing the documents, he sees a photo of Mina. Okay, so maybe that's, that's like, why. Oh, uh, my ears are burning, or whatever. Okay, <laughs> that's not what you would say in this instance. But uh, your girl looks like my girl. What if I? What if I become Mister Steal Your Girl? Okay, so maybe there's some. Maybe that's what we're, I'm. We're figuring out is that that was he saw that and then sort of quickly formulated a plan that involved him writing letters and I don't know, and you know, a, plan A or step A. Keanu is drained by my uh, my Dracula wives. Uh, mm-hmm. B question mark question mark question mark. Mm-hmm. C profit. Yes. Um. Um. I think you know one of the things I don't think I've ever fully uh, come round to, but on this viewing, I thought I think there's probably a lot of uh, Eastern European xenophobia here on Bram Stoker's part. Yeah. Um. And so the idea of a Romanian count coming to London is just supposed to be so abjectly terrifying that uh, the plan doesn't need to come together because I'm just shaking in my boots that these these people with their Orthodox churches and their uh, weird accents are going to come come for our women or something. I don't know. There was just a weird element of, mm. uh, isn't Romania weird? <laughs> and like... Uh, I, I I don't know. It, it just uh, felt like why does why does he want to come to London? He seems yeah. to have the whole thing squared away in in Transylvania. So why does he want to come here in the first place? Let alone destiny or you know property values. Um, <laughs> I even looked up 
And this was before they built that Ferris wheel. So like, who even cares? So what's the point? Wait, 2000 years. It's going to be cool. Or a hundred years. Um, 2000 years. Yeah, I forgot. It's the Millennium Wheel, but he is not from year zero, zero. Uh, It didn't take them 2000 years to build it. That's not why they called it the Millennium Wheel. Yeah, they probably used aliens. I mean, I can't provide very good evidence, but it just felt like, oh, I bet having a Romanian guy here was probably pretty scary. Well, and like this, this is some more of, of the evidence of like watching the film. And by the way, I had not checked out into video game land at this point yet. I was still right. paying attention to this Prince music video that is the first act. Um, <laughs> but I, I, when I go, when I like read later, like, you know, after watch the movie, read Wikipedia or whatever, I was like, oh, that makes more sense. But the movie is not linear at all. Just the way it's very like. Right. I guess he's b- buying property so that he can keep, it is Transylvanian dirt in each property. And so right. as he's like feasting through London, he'll always have like a place to crash. Right. That's like when you, um, you know, you make friends in different parts of the, of the metropolitan area. So, you know, that like when I'm out at, at this bar over here on fleet street, you know, like mm-hmm. I've got a place to crash at their right. flat, as they would say, you take the lift, a room, a room to, to let as it were. Yes. <laughs> We'll and maybe some, a loo if, if, if they, if depending on the apartment. We'll grab a pint, have <laughs> some chips, but not the kind you're thinking of. Then we'll take the lift up to the flat and use the loo. Do you think uh, if he could have just waited a few hundred years and gotten on uh, couch surfers <laughs> yeah, and just yes. said, I'm going to deliver a box of dirt. You don't have to open it or anything. I found just a place on room. Airbnb. It's pretty nice. Do I need to bring a towel or will you provide such sundry? Ah, she's a super host. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Instant book. And it would probably have could tell us killing if he knew it could affect his rating as a, as a guest. Mm, Yeah. They're rating you just as much as you're rating them, which is true of bees as well. Wait, true. is that a play on they're more scared of you? Yeah, you I'm sorry. Okay. I thought it was funnier in my head than it wasn't real. Uh, he's also got like Peter Pan powers. Like his shadow exists by itself and is like doing stuff. What the fuck was that? Right. I kind of love that because I think those those parts of the castle scene are just like playing up his just that this is a place without logic that this this castle he stays in oh, like alice in wonderland weird. yeah kind of, it's yeah. just creepy and weird and sometimes it's obvious like the shadow stuff other things like you have to watch it five times and then you'll catch that oh in the shaving scene the wall just keeps moving yeah uh, in and out uh as as they're doing their scene um I don't know. I don't mind that stuff. I think that stuff's fun. And it also reminds me of that fun Simpsons episode where they go to Mr. Burns's house in Pennsylvania. <laughs> did, let me ask you this. Where, what are we, like 18th century? It's. I think it's eight, the end of the 19th century, so 1880s, okay. 1890s. That's right. Did, did When you went on a trip, did you automatically pack for a month's stay? Is that just, like, accepted? <laughs> I'm always, I sometimes wonder, you know, uh, what packing for trips would be like in those times. Like, is it just like bringing like two shirts and then you just switch between the two shirts forever? Yeah. Cause no one, you know, 
is as clean and fastidious as they are now. Yeah, and you, I mean, like, you had accepted the stink by that point. Like, right, and you probably had, like, you, you wore the same shirt, but you just switched uh, those starched collars over oh, yeah. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you bring 16 starched collars, and you bring two shirts. You bring the, the 16 starched collars just in case you accidentally shit all over one of them. Then you just put your leather pantaloons, like, right up on your junk. <laughs> I think this is beyond the point of leather pantaloons. Okay. Um, Robin Hood We're and gone. Jonathan Harker are not uh, contemporaries. <laughs> Look, if it's before <laughs> if it's before 1991, I don't I If there ain't light bulbs, I'm assuming there's <laughs> pantaloons that are leather. Let's talk about Lucy and her suitors. So, let's talk about let's talk about Lucy and let's just, you know what? Let's talk about sex, comma baby. <laughs> okay. Cuz that uh th- Francis Ford Coppola wants us to talk about it, so I think yeah. it'll be rude if we just ignored it. <laughs> so, Lucy is Mina's pal. Yeah. Um, and she has several suitors, the mustache brothers, which is Carrie Elwes and some other guy, Billy Campbell. You might know him from the rocketeer. Anyone? No. Okay. And then also the doctor. Yes. With nail himself, Richard E. Grant. Yes, that's right. Um, you might also know him from that terrible Star Wars movie that just came out. Yes. Where I was like, oh, Richard E. Grant. Why? Richard, don't. Oh, money? That's why. Um, oh, money. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they sorry, kind of... sorry, I thought you said honey at first. That's what Richard E. Grant said. <laughs> oh, honey. I don't oh, want to be paid in honey. Oh, money. Yes. So she's got these three suitors. Well, I mean, she's practically an old maid. She's 19 years old. Right. So, like, get out of the house, lady. And get she chooses mustache brother number one. Carrie always. Lord yes. Holodeck. Lord Hum-Humwood. Lord Hollowood. Lord Halloumi. <laughs> um, it's a grilling cheese. It's dense, <laughs> so it stays on the grill. Lucy, for some reason, becomes the target of Dracula. I'm not clear on why he chooses her, but it's kind of... Uh, he, instead of just sort of like fresh off the boat too, I might add. Yeah. Instead of just sort of getting right to it. And this was confusing to me because of all the different forms. Cause he shows up as a wolf and then he shows up as a man wolf and then he's himself. And then, uh, so he, does he begin like, he doesn't suck her blood right away, but, or does he, I'm confused. No, he does suck her blood because remember, okay. uh, they find out she's losing blood. That's um, right. And they have to like transfuse blood over and over again because she keeps losing. They do that more than once. Okay. Where, where it goes. Okay. I think I missed that part. I was definitely well, they zoned out once. by that point. Um, they do it once. <laughs> I think in the book they do it over and over again, but they, uh, I think two, they, they make a reference to the fact that two men, the blood of two men has been in her. Oh, that's what they meant. Okay. I did. I think I heard that and then was confused. And the fact that she keeps losing blood, but they don't know where it's going, um, that's why they call Abraham Van Helsing. Got it. Okay. DDS. Boy, you should have maybe directed this movie. (laughs) I mean, I know know people love FFC, but I mean... Give me DRX. That's what I say. You know, it's it's the new Hollywood. I was in that initial wave, and then, you know, um, they said no more 
Godfather babies. They didn't want any more of those movies, and they think they're weird to see babies shooting other babies in Italian restaurants. <laughs> I thought Speaking it was kind of cute. In case you can't take, you know, sort of the 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 violence and the sex and the the cursing Aww. in the Godfather, you get cute babies. Speaking, I made the blood pink, so it was less offensive. Speaking of babies, Dracula just got babies laying around in his castle. Now, I assumed when he busted in, angry at his lady for uh, taking Keanu to, you know, Sextown, mm-hmm. uh, he had just, he was like out getting groceries, essentially. Oh, he was okay. out getting cigarettes and he came back and he's like, I leave you alone for five fucking minutes and you're fucking the solicitor who came by. You're biting his penis and all biting that. Biting his penis and stuff and licking him, uh, <laughs> licking okay. him and then he's bleeding and then you're licking that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think that's what it was. He was like, hey, I got you this baby, but you're all being in unfaithful. Yeah, I know we've got like a quadruple going on here, <laughs> but the least you can do, we set out certain strictures for the boundaries of our relationship, and you are beyond those boundaries. You only bite my penis. That's the deal. That's what Dracula <laughs> said when they got together, when they met on V-date, uh, that... <laughs> They would only for bite his penis, right? Which course. is like a great... date, but V date. Yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite movies, V for Vampire. <laughs> Dial V for Vampire. So did um, did this movie? Sorry, I'm moving around a little bit. Sorry if you. No, have that's questions. fine. I I feel like a tour guide for some reason. I I'm seated here like I'm just waiting for your next question. I know. I I'm sorry. I don't know why we positioned it this way, but like it's <laughs> you're explaining this movie to me, and also like you're responsible for it. I understand that you didn't create this. I'm just upset. I forgot and to I mention, to I'm Sofia Coppola. <laughs> um, did this movie, uh, have something to do with the '90s steampunk? Uh, revival because when Vlad takes his full young form, he's got the little glasses, he's got the, little he's glasses. Got the big top hat, he's got yeah. the facial hair, he's got the long hair, he's looking dapper, right? But in if a very were, specific if there were more way. Gears involved in his outfit, I would say yes, he is responsible for steampunk. Um, but uh. He is very dapper in a very, um, I don't know, if Soundgarden was going to the Grammys type of way. <laughs> uh, I've always kind of liked... I to, we, we skipped over sex, DJ. Oh, sorry, you, you I had... know we both live in a puritanical society, but we're going to have to get to it eventually. Listen, I'm grossed out by the sex in this movie because it's... <laughs> Also, Why, because very, a wolf fucks a lady at some point. Because it's also very bloody, which makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> like, um, it, like it's like, yes, of course, I wanted to see boobs, but not like this. <laughs> it's hey, you gotta pay the the piper at some point. <laughs> Tell, go you ahead, no say free it. boobs, says Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I'm talking all over you. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so this movie, um is very sexual. Yes. But not very sexy. Correct. I don't know. It felt a little bit like a 15-year-old describing sex to me as a f- almost 40-year-old <laughs> man. Where I was like, I don't know if that's right, buddy. I don't know. You're <laughs> going to want to check your sources on that. Uh, because I don't think that's physically possible. Uh, you put so your we pee-pee have, in her belly. So we have... Mina, who's uh, very much a Victorian woman, she's kind of maybe, you might say she's prudish, uh, Mm -hmm. especially compared to Lucy, who's a little bit more open about her passions. 
at one point she accidentally knocks a copy of Arabian Nights on the floor to a, a sexual position. And I was, I was a little confused that, or I wasn't confused. I started to think that the movie had confused Arabian Nights with the Kama Sutra. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. I, too. Admit, just, I have not read a thousand and one Arabian Nights, but I thought it yeah. was full of stories like Aladdin and Alibaba, not like, and this is how you can penetrate a woman from behind. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with that element, but I also don't know enough about it to be like, hey, wait a second. So I was just like, huh. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to Kama Sutra. Maybe like Danny Kama Sutra holds him, holds him tight in his fist. Names, the names. What are your intentions, Mr. Coppola? <sighs> I don't want anything John. tawdry. John Sutra. <laughs> My father, I mean, his mom was a feminist. She kept her name Kama, so I became Jonathan Kama Sutra. <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> now I'm looking uh, up. Now I'm looking it up. 1001 thank Nights. You, please. Um, so that, that was a little confusing. Um, we have Lucy, who's very open, open with her passions. As I said, um, she comes up to Billy or Quincy, who is the Texan, one of her many, one of her three suitors, uh, and she she like walks up to him and she's like, "Oh, Quincy, let me touch it. It's so big." And then you find out she's talking about his Bowie knife, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, Lucy, you got me again." Um, and then later on, uh, she is of course Dracula's first victim. Not her fault. I want to be clear on that. Um, she is wearing a sleepwear <laughs> true, line but... that I don't think was common uh, in Victorian uh, England, which was uh, bright red um, mm -hmm. and uh, see-through, sheer. Uh, comes with a little cape, which I think would be dangerous, especially if you're sort of not a sound sleeper. If you if you tend to move around a lot, you're just going to yeah. get strangled. Uh, especially with bedposts, once you get Victorian bedposts involved. You want to be careful. You got to um, be careful with posts. So she's got a sleeping cape, uh, which is very Moira Rose of her. Um, <laughs> later on, so then she fucks a dog. <laughs> uh, much like, uh, you know. To be, a, to be fair to her, a brainwashing, super-powered dog. Sure. I mean, it's a very Ghostbusters type deal. Um, she, one, mm -hmm. she's wearing a little red outfit and she almost gets fucked by a dog. It is uh, very Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, and this is where we meet Dracula the man, the man-wolf. Um, and there's, uh, you see full penetration on a, on a cemetery bench. You, you don't see penetration. I was going to say, what? I missed You don't see, but you see them copulating. Um, and, uh, Winona unfortunately sees it too. Uh, and, uh, she's weirded out, understandably. Yeah. And she's, uh, later, she's hypnotized instantaneously by Dracula. Who's like, you can't see me right now. Don't, I don't want you to see me like this. Uh, and, uh, she then, uh, I guess forgets that she ever saw a, a man wolf and rescues Lucy. And at that point, I guess it's hinted that Lucy has drank Dracula's blood. She's like, and still has his blood on my mouth. Um, Gross. and then, then the writhing begins. Cause then Lucy's Lots transformation into a vampire begins. And that involves a lot of writhing single uh, boob out. And one, one left boob, never right boob, only left boobs pop out in this movie. <laughs> Where else is sex? What else? Because it's all over. Well, I mean, of course, you got Keanu's uh, uh, orgy with the ladies. Yes. Well, and then um, Mina and Dracula. Have well, that. Mina and Dracula then yeah. eventually uh, start doing absinthe. And, and I, do they ever 
Nah, I guess they not really. They never really copulate or uh, consummate things, but I mean, there is blood drinking, which is more than I've ever done. So, <laughs> I mean, hats off to Mina. On the, it's on the list of things I've never done, to be sure. <laughs> it's on my bucket list, but you know, still haven't gotten around to it. Too is um, is Tyler like, such a prude? You know, he's never like <laughs> cut open my chest and <laughs> drink the blood within. What the fuck? <laughs> Look, if if both parties are consenting adults, like whatever. Right. Whatever and makes you. And you cauterize the wound soon after. Whatever course. turns you that. into an internal <laughs> hell beast. <laughs> hell beast. So did did Mina like actually was she like actually in love with Dracula or was she I think this movie would say that she is a reincarnation of Elisabetta uh Dracula's wife. She is. Because she remembers what Transylvania looks like, despite never having been there. Um, Mm. When she's hypnotized by Van Helsing, she also describes Transylvania again. um, Mm. And and when she uh, almost gets bitten in a very rapey scene by by Dracula, when they initially met, meet, um, she says, I know you. Yeah. So I think it is implied. She also tells the story of the princess, which is obviously Elisabetta, that, I mean, is, I mean, it sort of implies that she, in, in the recesses of her mind, has this memory of, of being his wife. So, I okay. would say yes. In, in this version, she is Elisabetta. Okay. By the way, I only said the name six times so I could say it. In Elisabetta. 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 <laughs> That's from the prologue when he, he looks off in the distance and Francis Ford Coppola is not satisfied enough to let us, the audience, believe that he's thinking about Elisabetta by having Dracula say aloud Elisabetta, but also superimposing a shot of Winona Ryder looking longingly off in the distance over the shot so that we know, okay, he's thinking about Elisabetta and Elisabetta was the woman named Elisabetta from the beginning of the film. And God. the weirdest thing about that is it was a shot from Beetlejuice, which was really took me out of it. <laughs> you get the idea. Um, I the only other thing that I have to talk about is the accent oh, wait, work. Say, wait, one more thing about the sex. We also get when Mina starts becoming a vampire, she starts flirting with Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins likes to hump people, likes to dry hump people as Van Helsing. We also uh, wait. When did that happen? More than once. Well, he humps Quincy when he realizes that there's a vampire, there's a vampire on the loose. Um, he sort of hugs Quincy and then they start, he starts sort of, he squats and sort of jumps in what I would describe as a humping motion. In any other movie, I would give Anthony Hopkins the benefit of the doubt, but I think it's pretty clear that he's humping Quincy's leg. Oh, I didn't catch that. And, uh, later he dances with, uh, Mina sort of looks her up and down, gives her the own once over. And then when they're off to Transylvania on their, their little, uh, getaway, um, she tries to put the moves on him and he instantaneously goes for the bosom just yeah. head first. Right. Do you, um, do you want to talk about Gary Oldman's performance? Well, I want to continue on with the terrible performances and then I'll get on to Gary Oldman's if that gives you any, oh. hint. I mean, every, um, everyone else. So Anthony Hopkins is bonkers in this yes. movie and it's very weird to have just watched him in silence of the lambs which is just like two years old at this point he's still like riding that wave and he's just i don't know what his he, he's like a collection of ticks 
in one man, but I don't know what that's supposed to like add up to. We hear about him much like uh, Hannibal Lecter, kind of. We hear about him a lot more before we ever meet him, because um, because Doctor Seward, Richard E. Grant, is like, well, I don't know what the fuck's going on, so we're gonna have to call in Abraham Van Helsing. Um, and we meet him like he's giving a lecture in a medical school, and it's got a fun pun, which I wrote down, which is um, civilization and civilization advance together, which I love. I love a, a STD pun. Um, but then when we meet him, he's just like sort of eccentric, and he just gets more and more eccentric as the movie goes on to the point where I don't even recognize what what I'm supposed to think about this character or what this character is doing or what this character is like. It's just like him screaming half the time or humping Quincy or uh, getting like little saying things that are like grotesque with like an off the show, like off the cuff sort of uh casualness which is kind of funny at parts but it never like coalesces into oh yeah this is what abraham van helsing's like it's just like he's just doing deranged things all the time where i don't know how to read this character what is this character yeah i i i had no i had no sense of what what he was doing or anything i mean if he didn't have if i didn't already know some of what van helsing the character Jackman's award-winning portrayal. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the main one. Everybody knows. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one people love. <laughs> so who's wait, which person is Quincy? Quincy is the Texan, the, the, the guy with the Bowie knife. Oh, okay. And then Carrie Elways plays Lord Harwood or whatever. And I just want to, my, my one note about his performance is that Carrie Elways is in a 1940s movie. Like every time he walks in, he's just going, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> or when uh, they go to investigate Lucy, who's passed away, sadly, um, they go to investigate her tomb and the tomb is empty. And he goes, what did you do to her? He's just constantly going from talking to yelling um, <laughs> in a very like 1940s, see here, chip, chip, chip uh, way <laughs> that is so deranged i'm just it's like a it's it's like he stepped out of a time machine i don't know if i hate it but it's just so weird <laughs> in this movie and I richard wish grant is just waiting for the check to come in i think he's not bad in it but he's certainly not like uh actually i take that back because his character is given this is another music video moment where he's like given a, a morphine addiction that is shown once never addressed again or shown any consequences. It from, doesn't come into play at all. Yeah. It's just like a thing to add sort of like, Oh yeah, this is the badass version of Dracula, man. Then we got morphine addicts. We got dogs, fucking women. This movie is off the chain. And I'm like, whatever, dude, let's get on with it. <laughs> um, Gary Oldman and Dracula. You want to talk about him? Yes. Um, um, I like Gary Oldman as Dracula. What do you think? <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Thinking <laughs> about people. Sorry. Well, like I happen to like him. You? I can't. It's hard to separate his performance from um, just the overall movie because it's real fucking weird. Um, his portrayal <laughs> is weird, and the the way that it's directed is weird, and the the story is weird, and so I don't like. I think his I, he's obviously 
a fantastic actor and he's been in a lot of great things, but he's just so fucking weird that I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to do. Kind of weird. Not like idiosyncratic, which I, I can get into. It's more like, and part of it is my confusion over him playing 44 different Draculas. <laughs> he comes in 44 different forms. He's like a Pokemon. Well, and that's kind of like a lot of Gary Oldman's career. It wasn't until much later that I could like recognize him by face. It's like, Tom oh, no, pa- he has what I call Christopher guest syndrome because he's yeah. always like in so much like, yeah. uh, what have you that I can't even actually place what he looks like in, in a scene in well, the like, first at, a, ten, at, at can or whatever. Yeah. At the first, can. like what? <laughs> when what you're at, I'm can. not going to can, but like when you see like the red carpet, I'm like, who's that a sort of like short, uh, middle-aged guy. Oh, Gary, old man. Of course. It was like uh, Tom Taylor. Harden's first 12 movies. You're just like, he's got something <laughs> on his face or he's like in deep makeup or something. Um, And he's he's a very talented actor, but like, I, I don't even know what he's trying to do exactly. Because like, the way they set up the movie uh, with, the, with the prologue, it's almost like it's almost trying to set him up as a sympathetic, or at least his, oh, where he's coming from. Yes. But then he's uh, immediately the next shot is him in this like crazy outfit with the crazy hair eating babies. Like how, like <laughs> you can't expect me to go along I mean, it's with not this. It's actually wrong. It's just funny to hear it put it that way. <laughs> you, see, you see, like if I saw some sort of descent into madness or something, but you, you, you do see him go crazy. You hear and him screaming across. two minutes into his introduction. I know. I, you're, you're right. I, I think maybe it's, it's not that these things aren't shown. It's just that they weren't effective to me. And so it's, it kind of undercuts his performance because I'm like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to think about this guy. He's just being weird. And is that effective? Sure. He's creepy. And it's, you know, you're not supposed to be, um, you know, Dracula is a, a horror, you know, a staple of the horror genre. So it's like, is it creepy? Sure. Yeah, it has a Am whole I... genre of monster named after him, Dracula. Yeah, Dracula's. They're blood-sucking Dracula's. And is he, um, a, like, is, am I, like, was it scary? No, but was it creepy? Absolutely. I uh, I think um, I think in the intro I sort of talked about the Anne Rice like maybe precursor to this, um, but another one I had another thought I had while I was watching it was another precursor would be the Phantom of the Opera musical mm. uh, by Andrew Lloyd Webber, which is also another one where they take a classic monster and turn him into a sympathetic character. Um, and I saw that somewhat recently. It came to town, um, and I realized it hadn't it had been a while since I had seen it. So I went to see it, and uh, while that musical was trying to make Phantom sort of a sympathetic character, it's sort of like done a reverse backlash now, where I'm like, uh, he's just an incel who lives under an opera house and right. is like terrorizing some lady. I'm sorry that he was like born with this deformity, but like that doesn't excuse all the rest of it. Like, Dracula, I'm sorry your wife killed herself, but that doesn't give you license to just eat babies <laughs> and drink innocent women's blood. Listen, Dracula, or I don't want to... allow wolves to escape from the zoo, also. Yeah, that's, that's just... animal cruelty. That's mean. They didn't, you, they didn't do anything. Listen, Dracula... escape from the Victorian zoo is probably actually... Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Dracula, listen, I don't want to step out of turn here, but I feel like you're... Displaying borderline toxic behavior. 
<laughs> Look, I don't want to come down hard on you, Drac, but I really think maybe we should get some of your friends together, maybe some of your wives together, um, <laughs> and some of the, maybe the Romanian gypsies you've been terrorizing, and just like really just sort of hash it out. No judgment zone, man. We're just going to sit down. We're going to wrap. Let's wrap. Let's turn our Victorian <laughs> chairs around. We're going to turn our chairs around. So our hats and our chairs will be facing the same direction, but we will be facing the opposite direction. Okay. I just want to be clear on the chair hat, you know, direction. Step one, stuff. make sure that chair hat directions. All right. Do you want to? You are the opposite. You know, uh, oh my God. I have so many notes. Oh my God. So. We have to wrap this up. There's, uh, what else there's, I, hold let's on. Let be me go reasonable my notes here. real quick. Don't make the gargling oh. noise. It's weird. <laughs> Let's get the Dracula's plan here. I want to talk about Mina real quick. This is sort of related to the sex stuff. Okay. Um, and that um and that'll play into my last point. How about that? Okay. Is that okay? Yes, that's great. Uh so I guess the the person behind this movie, at least according to the stuff I read, was Winona. Like she was the one sort of shopping this script around. Like this was like her thing, and she brought it to Francis Ford Coppola. Really? Um, and she, I guess her take is that she wanted to do this movie because she saw it as a chance to like sort of comment on uh, women's oppression, like and especially in Victorian England. Uh, what? No, that's fair, uh, because that was my response as well. Not that women are not oppressed. <laughs> no, of course. Um, but that uh, I don't know that this movie is really uh, ha- gives any two shits about women's oppression. No. Because you never get a feeling that, n- I mean, unless you come to it with the knowledge, of course, of Victorian England at the time, you never come to the feeling that these women are very oppressed. Lucy seems very, like, carefree, and Mina's sort of prudishness is sort of portrayed as a character trait of Mina, not as like an outside force right, um, right. coming down on her. Not to mention, I mean, we, we get very few, very little screen time of her and Jonathan together, which I think is probably a fault of the book and the, this movie. Um, she and Jonathan seem to have a very healthy relationship uh, from what you can tell. Um, so the idea that uh, despite the corsets and the bustles and the what have you, she seems to be leading a fine life at least given what the movie has given us. So the idea that yeah. like she is oppressed is not something the movie sort of underscores. So it's hard to like buy into that. I feel like this movie's like main goals of like remaining a faithful adaptation of the book while also updating it for a modern audience, uh, which primarily exists in sexualizing it start to butt heads. I feel like the movie wants to sort of give like Lucy and Mina sort of, interesting lives. I think it does it in sort of a ham-fisted way by making Lucy hypersexual and then not really fleshing out Mina in comparison, aside from like, she's kind of prudish. Um, so the movie in the second act does sort of like start to look at these two women a little bit, but then the minute Van Helsing shows up, it's back to the men folk because that's what the book does. So it doesn't, right. it sort of abandons Mina just like the book does and like goes on like the men's adventure to kill a vampire. Um, so I feel like it never like there's these two halves that never completely like click together for me. I don't know. It just has these music video elements. Like I've been talking about 
that it like wants to be like this super sexual, like super rock and roll. Tom Waits is here. This guy's on morphine. <laughs> Van Helsing might be a cokehead for all we know. Uh, Keanu Reeves is here for reasons we can't ascertain. Uh, but it just never like it's still committed to like telling the same old story. So it never wants to actually update the plot devices of the story. So it's still like following the same like track that Bram Stoker laid out. So it never like, I don't know. I don't want to say it never makes a case for why it exists. Uh, but I don't know. I, the sexual element never like coalesce into, uh, an, understand like an actual like reason for this movie to be why is this movie so sexual i don't know francis for coppola just sort of wanted to make it super sexual this ain't your grandpa's dracula this one's got left boob (laughs) um the other weird thing that uh i keep thinking about this line because i think this is another trailer line is mina says like take me away from all this death and i'm like first off you haven't sort of been fleshed out as a character who's who whose life has been sort of ruined by death. Yeah. Um, except for your best friend who just died at the hands of the man whose blood you're currently drinking in this weird sex right. sex game you guys are playing. Like t- take um, you're saying to the murderer, take me away from all this. <laughs> I, that, He's like, I, I'll do what I can. Yeah. But you're gonna have to drink my blood first. Okay. I mean, let's. Uh, Wait, can we say one thing about like production? Can we talk about that at all? For sure. Do you have anything to say about it? Do uh, you like the production? I mean, Tyler, I will he'll be mad if I don't bring this up, but he said, did they come up with the transitions first and then make a movie around it? <laughs> the iris there was some iris uh closing. There was some double exposure, some miniatures. Yeah. <sighs> I love the production in this. I could probably deal with the movie being on mute, honestly, than uh I like watching this movie. I don't think I like listening to this movie, but I love, I mean, there's so, I mean, I love old Dracula. I love his whole shtick. Um, he's got his weird kimono on despite him being Romanian. He's got his butt hair. He's got that long braid. Lucy looks like some sort of paper doll. Uh, when she's dead, when she, um, when she's like, you know, about to eat, guess what? A baby baby's on the menu. Um, just like an amuse bouche, you know, you know, she's a young vampire. She doesn't have her, uh, you know, her sea legs, as they'd say yet. Her V legs. Uh, but I love, I mean, I love that Dracula's castle looks like a man seated on a throne. I love all of it. I love all the weirdness of the, the castle as like sort of cheesy as it is. Um, I love it. I love that it's like all filmed on set. So it looks super fake. I love it. Love it. Cool. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the verdict. <laughs> I'm gonna start because I, I think uh, we'll we're gonna have uh, differing opinions, and yours is gonna be more fun and also more thought through because. Uh, you watched this two times and read the book or something. <laughs> you maniac. <laughs> uh, I didn't read the book for this. I read the book in my life. I've had yeah. 38 years to read the book. And <laughs> Look, that's uh, slightly better than the babysitter. I was book. just going to say that. Damn it. <laughs> Maybe do it. Uh, you're in a child as an idiot. There's nothing redeemable about this movie. I hated it. I hated it so well, much. Nothing redeemable about this movie. I did not like it at all. And I know like, 
you know, sometimes like we just talked about the things that I didn't like about it, but also like sometimes you just watch something and you're like, I don't like this. This is making me uncomfortable and not in a like, hmm, that makes you think sort of way, but in a like, I'm having an unpleasant time and I want this to stop. That's how this movie was. And so some of it is all the reasons we talked about the, the, some of the bad acting, some of like the weird choices, the weird directing. And some of it is just like, I don't even know if I, I don't know if I can even explain all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Love the butt hair. um, Would wear it. Um, Don't, I don't have (laughs) the locks. (laughs) I don't have the locks for it. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought Gary Oldman was okay except for I don't I don't know exactly what he was going for. I, most of the direction choices, which I know I'm like insulting Francis Ford Coppola, one of the most revered directors of all time when I'm saying this, but like I thought they were terrible. I thought they were dumb and made, took me out of the movie and Frank, made it just take more some weird. Notes. FFC, listen up. I've got some words for you. We have dozens of listeners and I'm going to turn them against you. No, listen, <laughs> I like it's just one of those things where like I don't even have an argument so much as I really didn't like it. And I think that's all I've got. Your child's an idiot. Don't like, no one like this. Is that a man? Damon, no one like this. Damon, don't like it because it'll make me mad. DJ, I like to use I statements based on my family therapy. (laughs) I hear what you're saying and I appreciate you as not only a friend, but a co-host of this podcast. (laughs) But you're the biggest fucking idiot I've ever met. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I um, like this movie. Your inner child is not an idiot. Uh, It is much more of a visual movie than I think it is a very good, um, you know, point A to point B to point C movie. Plot. Right, the, yeah. the plot, the main thrust of the, <laughs> the thing. But hey, if you want plot, read a book. I've got one. <laughs> um, I've got one. It's called Christie's Great Idea, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I just like, I just, uh, I mean, li- being on this podcast with you, I could feel the energy coming off of you. Watching the movie next to Tyler, I could feel the energy coming <laughs> off of him. But I remain steadfast in my love for this movie. I see its flaws. There are a lot of them. Um, it definitely has a feeling of like, hey, you know what's adult? Sex. See that? Updated the book for you. Boom! And I'm like, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, and uh, the acting is all over the place to yes. people barely making an effort, Keanu, to people making, whoa, Take some notes from Keanu, Anthony Hopkins. Um, can you guys split? The Never difference? say that to Anthony Hopkins. Uh, but it's, I don't know. It's just so much fun to watch. It's like a, a camp fest for me. That Lucy, like we didn't talk about it really in the episode, but the Lucy beheading is just so fun and eerie and weird to me. Uh, it's, like visually a fantastic movie. I love all the stupid transitions. I love all the in-camera tricks. Um, I love all the costumes. I like the makeup. Oh, the makeup that old Gary Oldman is an old man makeup. I think like, I think this is the first time I actually watched it. And I was like, that is actually really good old man makeup for the time. Yeah, that's true. Not even that's for true. the time for now. Like they no. gave him a little waddle. Yeah. Um, they got the, like the creases on his face really well. I love how like un, 
like how eerie it is that his face, his hair, and his teeth are all the same color white. Oh, freaks me out. Um, I love this movie. It visually sumptuous, as a faggot like myself might say. <laughs> movie. See, the way you're explaining this, and even the way that, like, reading some of the no, uh, articles. Like no, it's just better than the actual movie. Like, your explanation <laughs> of it is, and that, that sounds fun, but I did not, like, that did not come across. Like, if they what had gone. The dog, armor, the dog armor from the beginning. All the puppets in the battle scene uh, that are behind him. Do you notice that? That they're all, like, puppets behind him? Yeah. I did. <laughs> like the puppets. <sighs> and the little miniature train and the eyes are the thing. Oh, it's just a great. What do you think, everybody? Why don't you email us? <laughs> Your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can call us or text us at 615-576-0525. You can leave us a message. You can find us on all the social medias if you want. We're at Y-I-C-I-A on Twitter. We're at Your inner child is an idiot on Instagram. We're something something. On Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I drifted off and then I realized you were slash, slash your own child's Nadita. I think you can become, become a patron of the show. Can help Ooh, us keep making nice. the show. We promise not to eat any of your babies if you support the show. Uh, well, I mean, that wasn't something we agreed on before the show. If you so don't like support maybe... the show. Now, see, can, this is where we're getting interesting. I can't make any guarantees. We want to thank our current patrons of the show, including... Joshua Nicholson, Karen Curd, Larissa Maestro, Lindsay Nell, T. Smith, Jeremy Powlin, Jonathan Day, who has been declared the supreme ruler of this podcast. Just because. Kevin from Cleveland. Jean-Luc Picard. Brandon Hardy. His Honor, the Mayor. Primordial Burrito. Christine in Brooklyn. Demon's Australian accent. And McIntyre. Dramatically placed hot dog. Jacob Grimm. And the Zesty. Thank you all very much for your support. We really appreciate it. Helping us keep making the show. If you want to support like them, patreon.com slash your child is an idiot. Do you want to do uh, your best Keanu doing? Let's see. What could you read? Um, Wait. I'm, oh, you want me to read something? Yeah. I can just say lines in the movie that I remember. No, let's do. The <laughs> He's grown young. <laughs> so you're from Essex. Is that correct? Uh, Mr. Harker, is that, am I reading that accent correct? <laughs> <laughs>